0: This is Season 7 of Sessions, An Impossible Comeback Story. This podcast is brought to you by Hustler Casino and Pokerags.us. This year, we play the game smarter. With more patience. And we keep a close eye on those, who have, time time way, those who have stood in our way. Those who have infringed upon our journey. It doesn't matter how long it takes, we're going to make it across that chessboard. And when we do, we're coming for you Nids. every last one of you. Week 4 of 50, it's time, the session. Everyone who has signed up for $4.22 a month or more at patreon.com slash dgafpokerplayer got a couple private drops of sessions the last couple days, one Monday and one Tuesday. And those drops automatically showed up in their favorite podcast players due to some pretty amazing technology called RSS feed. Basically, once you sign up on Patreon, you click a few buttons and voila, you get all my content, well over a thousand hours in total at this point, delivered right to your favorite podcast player. In each private drop, one per week at least, automatically gets delivered to your favorite podcast player as well. You also get membership to Patrone Discord, which is amazing in itself. Anyways, the Patrons know why this week is titled, It's Time. It's because I'm running out of time. I'm running out of steam at least. I've been on the comeback trail in life for seven years now, grinding my ass off in all sorts of ways. And though I've made a lot of progress from where I started, which was at rock bottom in 2017, I've been stagnant for about a year, not really increasing my income, not decreasing my debt. And I look at my comeback as a pawn trying to make it all the way across the chessboard. A, a real struggle, almost impossible, but not quite impossible. And I feel like I'm halfway across the board and I need to move up another square soon for morale, mostly. But also, as mentioned, I feel like I'm running out of steam, if not time. I'm a wobbly pawn who's been in the middle of the chessboard for too long. The good thing about content is there isn't too much variance. You put in the effort and you see the results, mostly. Poker is not like that. You can be the best player in the best game, and you can lose a lot. Hopefully, that won't be the case today, as poker is a huge part of my comeback. One last time, for less than five bucks a month, you get lots and lots of content—my whole life story, pretty much. Maybe consider signing up if you haven't already. Patreon.com/slash/dgafpokerplayer. Super easy, super cheap. Okay. Let's meet the cast of Max Payne Monday, January 29th, 2024. Seat one is Crazy Drew. This guy loves to sit in the one seat, and he is a sunrunner in all ways, and he's a great guy. Seat two is your protagonist, DGAF, also known as Dragon Man. Seat three is Lulu, someone that Raver got on the show, and I booked her for two Mondays, last Monday and this Monday, and last Monday... She gave no action and didn't talk, and I said it's, she's going to have to you know, turn it around if she wants to keep playing, and uh, you will see that she turns it around quite a bit. So Raver coached her up, and she adjusted, and that's good. I think you will see her again. Uh, let me check my sound levels. My sound guy is actually in jail right now. Okay, I might, It sounds a little bit loud, but it uh, looks like it's okay. Uh, and, and that's no big deal. He, he's in and out of jail all the time. In uh, the four seat is DK. He's usually in the five seat, but he's at wits end and he says with how much he's been losing, I'm gonna I just made the executive decision to move him to the four uh, to change up his luck And it's not really you don't really change your seat for luck. you change your seat um, for how you feel at the table because if you feel unlucky, you're fucked and you can't play good, you're readable, all that. And more on that to come. Seat five is Craig. There was a promotion at Hustler. At 3 p.m., they drew one table, one seat, and whoever um, got drawn got a 5K stake from the Hustler to play on the show, and that's Craig. He plays 2-3, no limit, um, and he seems like a cool guy. Seat six is Shrimp. He's a late fill-in Nate Hill. um, Couldn't make it. So, Shrimp has been on the show plenty of times, he's action, he gets under my skin sometimes, um, but, you know, the more I play with him, the more I respect his action, and and uh, the less it bothers me, his needles and, you know, challenging me to heads up and not playing and all that. Uh, seat seven is Yennefer. Her boyfriend um, wanted to surprise her a while back by putting her on the show, so they were at the Hustler, and he told her just a few minutes before the show, and she was like, oh, man, I'm not dressed right. I don't, you know, I'm not ready, but whatever. She played, and she was nice, um, and she got felted Well, she's ready to play. She is dressed very nice on this day, and I appreciate that as the game uh, builder. C8 is Nick Fertucci, co-owner of the show. He uh, He plays Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Seat nine is Eddie T., someone I play with on my other show, DGAF's live poker show uh, at the Lucky Lady currently. Um, this guy's great. He's a great dude. He's action. He's funny. He's everything you want in a stream player. And I went in, I worked a bunch before I went into play, which I don't know if it's good or bad. When, when I say worked a bunch, I recorded a bunch. And and every time I record, it's like therapy for me. So I feel like it's good, but it's also if you leave a therapy session, you're kind of wiped out. Um and and another thing to note is that I played the night before. I usually don't play poker on Sunday night, but I played um kind of a shorthanded five, five, ten game at the hustler with um Sandor, Sandman. Hannah Scorsese, if you don't know who that is, she's a legendary director in Los Angeles. She's the director of DGAS Live Poker Show, um, Charlie Wilmoth, and Peter the Wreck. And my reads were really good Sunday night, but then again, I was playing against people that almost always have a reason for what they're doing, which makes it easier to read than when people are just clicking buttons, isn't it? All right, let's get to the action. I limp, ace, deuce, offsuit. This is a stream play. You just want to get in there with anything that that resembles a hand, Um, and also, this is the first hand of the stream, and I know Shrimp's going all-in with any two, so I guess the best spot to be is to his direct right um, for this, but I limp, and I know his all-in's coming, and if uh, Crazy Drew folds, I'm calling. With the ace two, but Crazy Drew calls and I think he has a better ace, so I just fold and he did have a better ace and he won the you know the early shrimp all in. Okay. So then I get King Three suited, I limp, and uh shrimp raise is huge to like three hundred and forty or something. And we're just playing ten twenty at this juncture. Um I fold, he shows eight four off-suit. Okay. And then I have ace-deuce suited, and I have to fold uh, correctly to a big ace. And then Lulu opens 10x. This game is insane. Not only is it incredibly wild and, and no grinding, but people open huge. I wonder if the average pot is bigger on this night than it was on that Friday night, the most recent Friday night. If you throw out, like, some of their huge pots... um our average pot is big. People open huge, and, and they don't fold. and Yeah, so uh, Crazy Drew, three bets now. And, and so th- you don't always get a three bet in front of you in this game. But on this night, that's how it started. I have to fold ace-10 offsuit correctly. So I'm just like, I can't get in there. Finally, I'm able to limp the button with queen-five offsuit. Terrible hand. I flop bottom pair. Okay, maybe I'll, you know, stick around and see a turn card. Um, it's bet and raised in front of me. So just so much aggression early on, and, and just squeezing me out of every single pot. And finally, I get in a good spot. I call 200 with king-queen offsuit. We go five ways to the flop, so there's over a 1,000 in there, and I'm in position, and, and this is this is great. And then the flop comes on ace, seven, five, two spades, and I don't even have a spade. It's a terrible flop, fold, and someone had an ace. I think Crazy Drew, the sunrunner. Okay, now I raise king three suited, and I get three bet huge by ace-king. That was the theme of this night. Is getting re raised by dominating hands and having to fold. And uh bomb pot, nothing. Um uh then I limp fold some trash. You know, I just gotta, you know, it's they're squeezing me out. I like to at least see a flop with my trash, but not on this night. Now Lulu raises to nine X, so <laughs> she just opens to one eighty. And the 40 does go on after a bit. Maybe it was already on. So maybe it was just four and a half X. Still a massive open. DK calls, and I call with 107 hearts. A very playable hand. The flop comes nine, eight, two, two spades and a heart. I check. Lulu, the preflop raiser, checks. And Danny overbats 800. And I don't know how much we have. Maybe 3K effective. And and this isn't a pretty automatic all-in. I think another option is to call... um, if Danny had just bet normal, I think I'd just call. But since he overbet, I think he's going to have some like crazy bluffs in there and that he'll fold to my jam. Um, turns out he just had a slow plate overpair. He had queens. So I had equity, maybe 40%. And then I actually picked up a heart on the turn, and uh, I breaked out. Okay, there goes my first buy-in. Kind of a frustrating start. I go on stage with 20K on Mondays, and... It's usually, you know, in theory, it's five 4K bullets. But after the first three bullets, you just put the rest on. Um, and, and, you know, you, you prefer to not go to rebuy corner at all. But this one's just like you get in, you get squeezed out, you get whittled down a little bit, and then you flop well. You have an overcard, an open ender, a backdoor flush draw. And Danny um, on 9-8 deuce, to, you know, he's capped at one pair. He, he's at the top of his range. He could have bluffs. He could have hands he could fold. I could also get there and I didn't, okay, so, the the pace of this game is very slow, very fucking slow, and it's tilting me, and, and I'm wound tight, uh, I already mentioned that I, I've pretty much worked every day for seven years, that's going to uh, make you very grizzled, very crispy, salty, whatever you want to call it, and you can see it on my face, and, I think that's just going to be the story for a while until I I do, you know, run hot or something big happens outside of poker playing. I don't know. So I get back with my new 4K and, you know, I I lose a little just trying to get in there and not getting in there. And then uh, Shrimp raises a huge fucking raise and um, someone had called. So I have Ace Queen, I'm gonna three bet here to eleven hundred. I only have like less than four K to start the hand, but it seems like mandatory three bet. And you know, in 10, 20 40, if they're opening to 120 and someone calls, well now you can go to like six hundred, but they're opening the two forty, so eleven hundred, and uh now Lulu calls the eleven hundred cold and, and I have ace queen and and Danny goes all in, DK goes all in and I don't like it. I I really feel like he has ace king, and so I'm a three to one dog, and but the price is so good, and he does have some other hands in his range, and I call, and he has ace king, and I'm down eight thousand, just like that. And it came jack jack deuce, and then it was weird. The term was a jack. I already said you're good. The term was a jack, and and someone was like, oh, that's Billy. Like what? I I didn't understand that. It it, it was just. You know, an annoying start to this game for sure. I'm down 8K with quickness. Okay, go get another 4K, idiot. Go to rebound corner, get another 4,000, and try not to get fucked by DK for once. You know, he stacked me the first time, he stacked me the second time. Um, I come back, I have ace jack, I 3-bet, Vertucci's open, it comes jack high, I bet small, he calls, turns a brick, I bet again, and he folds, and he had nothing, he had king-queen. He just had two overs. Um now I 3 bet with 7 deuce and Danny calls and it comes jack 7 deuce and I usually list my worst play and my best play um this one isn't great but it, but it's also a bit results oriented to to uh rate it so low um so obviously we're playing 7 deuce bounty so you're incentivized to to win with 7 deuce and Uh, It's nice if you can just do it pre-flop, but uh, I go to the flop here, and I flop huge. Jack, seven, two. I bet small. You know, I just want him to continue with a bunch of hands that have almost no equity. And when he calls, um, he has something, and the turn is a two. And and Danny has been running bad and losing a lot, and he really wants to win. I bet smallish here. I know if he calls, I'm going to have less than pot on the river, and I can just jam. Well, the river's a jack, the worst card, and I'm definitely not jamming that card. Um, I would have to have an exact read that he has nines, and I don't have that read. Uh, I thought he might have a jack or or some kind of draw, and that's why I was trying to price in at all his like you know gut shots and whatever. And um, if he jammed, I would probably call. But he checked back and he had nines, so it's tough. It, it you feel like oh shit. I didn't get max value, but but really you had seven deuce on jack, seven deuce, deuce, um, jack. And so, I don't know. I, I, pre-flop's fine. Betting small on the flop is fine and good. The turn, I think, just should just be a little bigger. I think I should just target a jack. Um, but really, I was setting up a, a less than pot size jam on the river anyways. So really, it's, I kind of just got fucked by the river card. But it's nice to make the best hand. You can't complain when you make the best hand. And, you know, I collect from everyone. Okay, well now, we're, now, we're, now we're getting things going in the right direction. Look down at 7 deuce soft suit again. I 3-bit again, and it gets jammed behind me twice. Okay, so I'm going to have to fold. Shrimp had kings, and Yennefer, I think, had nines. Um, double board peel of bomb pot at one tiny. And then at 127, 48, this is an insane hand. I'm going to take a sip of this Coke Zero real quick and tell you about it. I limp dark, something I do. In early position, under the gun, just limp, I'm going to get in there, and you know it creates all these unique spots that you wouldn't never have if you looked at your carts, So sometimes you can, you know, you're going to limp fold a good amount, you're going to limp call a ton, and you're going to re-raise a good amount as well. So it's 127.48. That means the show's about an hour old because there's a 30-minute countdown. And, you know, I'm stuck in, in, you know, my third buy in and uh, Lulu raises to two hundred and twenty. Okay, and now Craig calls. Lulu's just been, you know, so this is a five point five X open. Love it. And um, Craig calls and alarm bells go off throughout the hustler. I believe this is his first V-Pip an hour in. And Eddie calls. So when Craig calls, we all the alarms are going off at the hustle. Everyone knows he has a good hand. And then Eddie calls behind, and, and I look down at Ace-10 offsuit. This is a, a call. It's not a fold, and, it, and it's certainly not a three-bet, considering the guy played his first hand of the night, the guy that's being staked for 5K. The flop comes nice. It comes 10, 6, 5, of 2 diamonds. It's nice, but I don't want to give free cards. Um, so after Eddie checks, I bet 450 into, you know, what was it? Maybe maybe I bet about half pot. 10, 6, 5, 2 diamonds. Lulu, with Craig playing his first hand of the night behind and Eddie behind, quickly raises to 1,200. Quickly and calmly raises to 1,200. They fold, and it's back on me. This should always be an overpair, always but i i didn't know lulu had this gear and, and it's the insanity gear you just can't she had ace five i folded she had bottom pair it's it's insane with craig behind and another player behind and me who doesn't like to fold you're just raising bottom pair it's insanity. I didn't know she had insanity. I knew I knew she was trying to open up her game, but this is straight insanity. And it didn't seem like a flush draw at all. Um, so if if you can rule out flush draw, you just have to fold here. And, and historically, you know, all the hours I played, no hold hold 'em, it's just an overpair. When someone you you lead and they raise with all these players behind, it's just. But she had bottom pair, and and everyone's. You know, I saw in the chat when I was reviewing, oh, what? You fold, you donkey this and that. Like, I mean, like, try not to be so results-oriented. Like, now knowing that she's a lunatic, sure, I'm not going to be folding. I'll be playing differently in this spot. I didn't know that. You just play with the information you have, and you go with trends and all that. And a raise there is just an overpair a ton. But shit, bottom pair. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. And it's really hard to read when people... That's a stone button click. And that's good. Uh, uh, it's good. Like, you want to play in those games. It's impossible to read. So, just kind of a weird fucking night so far. We're just an hour in, and I'm on my third buy-in, and I just got bluffed off a strong hand, but it, I made, you know, a fold that that is good against general population. And I've been stacked by DK twice, and I've been squeezed out of a ton of pots. and here comes another one. I have ace-four offsuit, it comes five four three, and Nick Vertucci bets, and I'm going to call. I have a pair and a gutter, but he was out of turn, so he pulls it back, and now Danny overbets. What the fuck? And now Nick folds, and it's on me, and I, my first thought is Danny has um, seven deuce, but when you're losing, you're on a downswing, you're on your third buy-in, you don't, you're not going to be a hero there with middle pair, um, and a bad gutter. So I folded and he had seven deuce and, and, you know, I, I was, I was tilted. I was tilted pretty much all night. I do tilt quite a bit. Um, I'm not proud of it. It is just the story of my life. I, I never used to when I had money and had an easy life. Um, but I do now because you know I'm I'm so desperate to get across that fucking chessboard, and also there's you know I'm not I'm not gonna say what, but there's some stuff below the surface that really grates on me at that place, and I'm not gonna say what it is, but I just want to add some context to my tilt. Um at one forty one ten, I make my best play, okay. Crazy drew opens to 200. This game, I mean, these guys are opening 5x and greater just all the time. I have I have Ace King. I three bet to 600. I could three bet smaller, but like fuck it, you know, just fuck it. I uh, I three bet to 600, <clears throat> and uh, Lulu calls cold, and Drew folds. Okay, so there's 1490 in the middle. I have Ace King. I'm the, now I'm the re raiser with Ace King. 1490. The flop comes, you know, great for my hand. 10, 7, deuce, rainbow. Not great, but actually not terrible either. I didn't think she had a pocket pair pre. She could have a 10, and, uh, you know, maybe she has a 10. I don't know. I bet a third of the pot. I kind of play like a standard hand here. I 3-bet to 3x. You could go bigger, but not when the guy's opening to 5x. And then I bet a third of the pot in a heads-up spot with ace-king on 10, 7, deuce. Just protect my equity and so on. She calls after after talking and saying, I can't beat seven deuce. Well, of course you can't. That's bottom two pair. Um, I think she's pretty weak here. She calls. There's 2490 in the middle. The turn is a seven. Pairs the middle card. I check. This is a pure fucking check. And she jams almost exactly pot. 2420. So I'm getting two to one on a call. Obviously, I lose to any pair. Um, and, 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 you know, if she has a seven, I'm drawing dead. But why would she jam a seven? I don't know. I just decided like w- when she was talking on the flop, she was so weak. She didn't even have, she didn't just turn trips and jam. She's not that level of a player. She's above that level. Um, and uh, I called and she had a six. So there's seventy three thirty in the middle and I'm 90% to win it. 90 with ace high. So this is, this is the life of a lag. People just go crazy against you. Um, the river is a 10 and we chop. No, fuck that. You know, let me win one. You know, these dealers make a lot of money. God bless their souls. But you know that you you got, you got to win most of your 90 tens and chopping isn't as bad as losing. It could have been a six on the river, but yeah. Um, Rough. I bet what I thought was a good flop to bet. It was a limp pot. It came, I think, ace-jack seven, and uh, I figured no one has top two. And I, these, are, these are situations where I like to just barrel off, and people eventually fold their ace ex. Well, Craig raised, so that's an immediate fold, and he had aces up. It's time for me to take a break. I know 20K seems like a lot, but it's not for, for how volatile this game is. Um, and, you know, I'm down half of that. Or, you know, close to it. Maybe just down still 8K. Uh, I need to take a break. Uh, I'm irritable. They're playing way too slowly. The The production's super slow on this night, which means we have to pause all the time. And uh, when, you're, when you're irritable, you shouldn't be at the poker table. When you're playing on stream, you should probably finish the stream. But you can take breaks. And I'm just going to go upstairs, the Hustler, and have a beer and, you know... Just kind of try and calm down and and reset mentally. Well, I don't know. I may have calmed down a little bit. I don't know that I reset mentally because when I came back, um, I made my absolute worst play of the night. So another sip of Coke Zero. I'll tell you about that. Two fourteen oh five. When you got a lot of shit bothering you under the surface, things that have been adding up for weeks, months. I think it's easy or fairly easy to just keep it in check when you're when you're winning or running okay at least but when you're running terrible and you're downswinging it's really tough to fade those bad emotions and at 21405 I make my very worst play I straddle for 100 that's not bad you have to come in, that's how you come back in after you miss the blinds and DK opens to 330 and Eddie calls Um, I I don't think DK is very strong and Eddie, I don't think is very strong either. And I go to 1200, uh, with ace, Jack offsuit. I need to go bigger here. Um, but I didn't, I went to 1200 and DK calls and Eddie folds. So there's 2740 in the middle. I have ace, Jack against DK who, who has a very wide range. So in a sense, you built a 3k pot. And you got a really strong hand against a pretty weak range, or a pretty wide range at least. So that's cool. And then the flop comes down 763 all clubs. I always check these flops. I always check fucking monotone flops. But I something we do when we're downswing is we try and reinvent the wheel. Well, I, I gotta like I gotta like get value here. I gotta like bet small and then jam the turn. And so I bet relatively, I bet a third of the pot, nine hundred and ten dollars, almost exactly a third. And DK calls seven six three all clubs, and I have ace of clubs, jack of x. The turn is the worst card for me to jam on. It is a seven. It makes no sense. You're the guy who squeezed pre flop, and, and and it came seven six three. You're not you're not jamming the seven. Like yeah, you could have seven deuce, but. It's, it's a bad fucking card. It's a card you have to check on. And I did. And then the uh, river is a red queen. And I just kind of was... Admittedly, I was feeling sorry for myself. Like, I've aced jack. Like, let me just fucking have one easy hand. Like, let me turn an ace or a jack or a club giving me the nuts. Or better yet, don't put the worst card in the deck out there. Put any card on the turn that isn't a seven and I can, and I can jam, but it was a fucking seven, and then a queen, and DK bet, and I didn't really think it through, I was feeling sorry for myself, I was, I gave up, Uh, I just had called correctly with an all-in with ace high, and got fucked, and I don't, all this stuff adds up, and um, he bluffed, he had 10-9 offsuit, so he's in there with a bad hand, pre, he has like Terrible equity. He needs it to run out like that and, and also needs for me to give up. What's bad? Preflop's too small. The flop is a fucking check. And then and then I play the hand accordingly. And I try to reinvent the wheel. We do that. You know, this isn't working. Well, it's not your game that works, that wins over time, it's not going to work when you're running bad, but that doesn't mean you need to adjust it and start betting on flops you never bet on. I just... It it felt terrible, and and of course the chat saying what a weak fold, this and that. What what hands does he have that I beat? Like I have the ace of clubs. He didn't, you know. What the fuck? It's tough. It's it'd be nice to just not have the seven come or hit my fucking hand something. But also I gave up on it and and I played it shitty, no doubt. But folding the rivers the least bad thing I did there. Um, and then I raised with Ace-8, squeezed with Ace-8. I get called by two players, Lulu and Craig, and it comes Queen-Jack-10. That's a double gutter, isn't it? Well, Lulu bets in front of me and Craig jams. So I got to just fold. Lulu had Queen-10 and Craig had 9-8. And so there, there are many ways to run good and bad, uh, almost infinite Ways to run good and bad. This is running bad. You have ace-eight against queen-ten and nine-eight. It could just come like deuce-deuce-six and, and you win. Well, you flop a double gutter, you don't to get to see it. Okay. And then I raised. I just folded and Craig doubled. Um, I raised with queen-eight of clubs. And I get three callers. Flop comes queen-ten-nine. Not bad. Top pair and a gut shot straight draw. I go ahead and bet it. And I get two calls. There's 2360 in there. I'm up against ace, king, Craig, and king, nine, Danny. I'm the equity favorite that turns a jack. I make a straight, and now I'm drawing dead. And I, and I fold. But it, it's frustrating. It, this is what running bad looks like. Um, and then here's more of it. I three bet ace, queen of spades. It's a good hand. And DK cold calls. And, and Drew. The the, who raised the two hundred calls the four hundred more comes ten x with a spade. Okay, I'm going to bet a third pot and on a spade or you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going or you know maybe maybe I just win it there maybe I I take free card whatever. Well, DK calls and and Drew check raises and so I fold it and Drew had pocket tens. He flopped top set. It's pretty good and and he got max value against king queen offsuit for some reason and. uh, yeah. Just running into it. And then I finally, I'm on the right side of, of, of something. I, I have King Jack and um, it comes Jack eight, six, two spades and shrimp continuation bets. And he had Ace Queen and Eddie jams. He's got Queen Jack. I have King Jack and um, I I jam just get, you know, let's get it in. And there's 4K in the middle. That's, not nothing, um, 90% to win this one, and the turn is a queen, I'm, and I'm dead. So you, the 90-10s, you know, I chopped one, I lost one. That's how we're doing so far on those. Um, I make a 400 with Ace-5 offsuit. I, I'm pretty tilted now, and DK and Eddie call, and I just flop absolutely nothing. King-10-8, checks around, turns a 3, I bet a 1,000. You know, it's just kind of it's just kind of super spewy, and um, you know, it, it could work against some hands and but whatever. Dk, had Jack Ten, and and I just gave up. So yeah, I mean, he's calling my squeeze with Jack Ten. I have Ace Five. He's just you know flopping better and and winning and making the best hand. And then I got fucked in a double board PLO bomb pot where I had trips and um, crazy drew at runner runner straight when I knew he had the other board, and it's not going good at all queen jack suited and i raise and a bunch of people call and crazy drew raises huge three bets huge and this is a good hand this is a really good hand queen jack suited. I'm, I'm over it i fold it and go for a walk and i didn't know what came until i reviewed it and what happened was drew it was drew and dk heads up to the flop and they both made spade flushes great so just uh you know went for a walk my second break Go upstairs, fucking, just let some time pass. Even if you're not going to do, you know, anything super productive mentally, just, just let some time pass. And I did. And I came back to a double board of on Pot, and I made a standard fold with bottom set and nothing on the other one. And I would have gotten half. And so, yeah, when, when you're running bad, it just goes in so many different, it comes at you in so many different ways. When you make a good fold, you would have won. When, you know, like, just, you get bluffed by people who don't hardly bluff. Uh, you know, you looked at a queen four offsuit every time. I saw Christian Soto in the chat trolling me. Good for him. And, you know, it, it's not easy to play poker. And it's no one's fault with myself. But in my situation, and and, yeah, I do drink and play a bunch of hands, but... It wouldn't be right if I didn't. It doesn't mean I'm going to run, I'm going to not, you know, play a 90-10 and chop and then a 90-10 and lose. That None of that other shit. What is going on here? Okay. Um, yeah. So, Tommy, you know, FaceTiming me. No, we'll call him back after this. Again, my sound guy normally would have my alerts muted, but he's in jail, and and I can't say what he went in for, but I can. It was an indecent exposure, and, and you know he kind of likes it in there. So, anyways, sorry about that. Um, I got my first pocket pair at three forty four. So, over three hours in the show, I got dealt pocket sixes. So, you know. see people getting dealt kings and queens and aces and well i got sixes great it came king nine deuce and i bet i thought i was up against ace queen and i was and I you know i just got one street of value but that's nice um and then i flopped second pair and i won a tiny pot and then i stole a 1080 with 10 percent three ways just picked up on them being weak that's a way of running good who cares if you can't make a fucking hand to save your life if they can't make a hand which people don't make hands every time well i get to win the lag gets to win those pots. I don't want thousand bucks for nothing. And then, you know, just card dead and finally raise king seven offsuit and get three bet, you know, and it's you're up against ace queen suitage, fold. And then interesting hand here against Craig. I thought, you know, Craig is up heaps now. He, he's just sun run. And I open and he three bets casually on the button and I have ace five offsuit. And I knew it wasn't like, you know, aces or kings, um, just casual. And so I, I four bet to seventeen hundred, and he called. And I don't know what the fuck he has, because I didn't think he loved his hand that much. And it comes nine eight four. Well, I have ace five, and I just check, and he bets twenty five hundred, and I fold. Um, he had ace king. And he was just flatting with ace king earlier, and he three bet here and just called the four bet, and he's bluffing on nine eight four. It it's you know he could easily just check back that flop and then I I lead the turn and win, but I don't know it's just weird. I have jack ten, I fold to a four bet jack ten off I think that's pretty fucking standard. I'm up against nines and seven deuce off suit, and it comes king four four ace ten. So I would have rivered. Fucking third pair on King 4-4, four four, Ace-10, and I would have beat 9s and 7 deuce, and they're doom-zooming me. Like, oh my god, this full, this guy folded a fucking Jack-10 offsuit to a 3-bet and a jam. And look, he would have made a 10 on King 4-4, four four, Ace-10. Like, like, I'm tilted that, that like, I would have made a, a fucking third pair? No, I'm tilted about everything else. Fucking, give me a break with that shit. I don't know. I call something, get squeezed out. I'm looking out the window. I, I know I shouldn't be on stage. I'm not having fun at all, um, irritable. It's a story, I'm telling you. That, that It's it's what's going on. I'm going to get the fuck out of there. Well, I need to find a replacement. And part of the problem is these guys that come, they come to play with, with me, even, even if I'm tilted or whatever. They don't want me to bring in someone else who's fresh. And so I'm just kind of looking out If if there's a, a unicorn out there, you know, they'll, they'll take it. But I don't see any unicorns, so I just got to keep playing. Raised with A6 of hearts. Get two calls. It comes Jack 1010 and shrimp leads and crazy Drew calls. It's got to fold. 7-5 suited. It comes Jack 8-8. Fold. This is, this is another interesting fucking hand. I have 6-5 on King 6-3. And... It checks the Vertucci who bets, and he can have a lot of hits in position. I call once with middle pair. And DK and uh sorry, Lulu calls behind me, and DK raises on King 6 three, two clubs. I have, you know, he could have some draws. Nick folds and I fold and, and Lulu calls and the turns a six. And DK at king four offsuit. Do do most people raise against a bet and two calls with top no kicker no but dk is not most people if he doesn't i turn trips and i want a fatty but since he does i have to fold it's the butterfly effect it's part of variance um can go your way or against you okay 10 7 of diamonds i lost with 10 7 hearts earlier i got it all in you know with equity and just brick the fuck out um, but I got 10-7 diamonds here I raise, and um, it comes 7-6-5 with a diamond. It's a pretty good flop for my hand. I bet and um, call the jam. And it's against Eddie, and he has ace-4 offsuit. I'm a 2-1 favorite. Do you think I'm going to win as a 2-1 to one favorite if I can't win as a 9-1 to one favorite? Nope. The turn is an 8, and he makes it straight with the ace-4 offsuit, and the river is not a 9. And that's a 6K pot two to one favorite yeah you you know when you're running back and you can't you can't win a nine to one i've already i've already tried that twice i ain't winning a two to one i have twenty four hundred dollars left i'm down seventeen thousand six hundred and i raise and i call it like a weird small three bet with a six suited and vertucci calls as well it comes six deuce, deuce they check to me i bet small hoping someone will bluff jam And, and, you know, obviously I'm not folding for 1200 and, or, or just getting someone to to jam with ace high and they both fold. Okay. So now I have, you know, like 3,600 and I get ace king and and shrimp is a short stack. And, uh, I four bet him tiny with ace king and he has ace queen. He goes all in. I win 12, $1,400 there. Okay. Now I have 5k. I'm only down 15k. I I should have written my mom at this point. That's such an achievement to only be down 15K in the, you know, the best game going. (laughs) Uh, I make second pair. Or no, I don't make second pair. I get dealt my second pocket pair at 455. So remember, so we're four and a half hours in the show. Remember, I got pocket sixes once. That was amazing. It came king, nine, deuce. Um, Well, I have pocket eights. It comes king, nine, deuce. Check. The turn's an eight. I turn a set, but I'm up against sixes. I bet Danny calls. There's two clubs out there. The river's the queen of clubs, so everything gets there. I bet tiny, and he folds his sixes. It's nice to turn a set. It didn't matter. I was ahead. It's it just, it's like even when you run good, it ain't worth shit. Uh, Nine four suited. I flop top pair. One just tiny pot. Um, then I get King Jack offsuit and I just squeeze. I win $440. Someone folded a small pair. Other people folded God knows what. Just manufacture $440. I need that shit. I raise with Queen Nine offsuit. I have to fold someone three bets with Ace King. Okay. I raise with Ace Deuce. I have to fold someone three bets with Ace King. I get King Eight suited. I raise and no one re raises. Oh my God. Four ways to the flop. I flop fucking nothing. So, what? And then I call Eddie's three bet with nine seven suit because he deserves it. He's action. And it comes nine five four with two spades. And he says, Billy, what should I do with my hand? I said, I don't know. Do you have ace king? I thought he had ace king. He had ace king. He bet 1,300. Wow, that's okay. I called. He was suited. He had a flush draw. The turn is a brick. And now he jams. And I call. And it's not you know it's not a huge pot maybe six seven thousand Um, and I'm a two to one favorite again and I think the dealer forgot to burnt because I held I held as a two to one favorite and confetti fell down from above yep those alarm bells that were going off when Craig played his first hand an hour in and then Lulu proceeded to make the most insane raise of all time on the flop those alarm bells went off for me um holding as a two-to-one favorite and I know I sound like every poker player that complains about running bad and yeah it's just the human fucking mind can't handle running bad even if it can handle running good it can't handle running bad and I three-bet ace queen and take it and then I have ace queen and raise and lulu calls it comes king king seven i dark bet she calls it turns a seven i dark bet again she calls the rivers an x and she i check and she bets i'm I'm paying it off here blind versus blind she had queen seven okay so what i was dominating she made a boat good for her um i knew she didn't have a king it's pretty standard i made two pair but danny had nothing um I, I raised with king-queen. It's a good hand. I had to fold because someone three back, and guess what they had? Ace-king. Okay, whatever. Just stop raising. I get in there with Jack Deuce suited. It's a multi-way limper, and it comes 10-8, I don't know, 3-1 club. I have Jack Deuce of clubs. Checks to uh, Yennefer, who's now deep. I think she got a courtesy double up. She bets 100. Okay, this is just a spot where I'm going to attack, and I go to 1,100. It's obvious (laughs) that I'm trying to steal, but still it's no fun to be over there with one pair, and I'm going to jam if I pick up equity on the turn or if I pick up a good scare card. Well, I pick up the nine of clubs, Well, now I'm just like that. I'm open-ended with a flush draw and a live over to the top card out there, And I jammed 5,000 into 2,400 and she folded queen 10. So I profited nice there. I won, you know, $1,500 for nothing. And I have King Jack suited, King Jack of diamonds. I raise, get a couple calls. I flop, it comes ace, king, uh, queen. And I just check call Danny twice and I check fold the river. He had ace 10. And then this is a pretty good play at 523. Show's almost over. I, I I'm kind of, I have momentum I'm the weight the monkey is off my back the monkey that's always on my back is outside having a cigarette and I, and you know I'm dragging pots and it's also the game's a little more shorthanded and and I do better in those situations I raise with Ace Ten Danny calls and Craig calls and it comes King six, five, two Clubs I check Danny checks and Craig bets and I I have the Ace of Clubs I believe I call Danny folds it turns a Queen. Uh, I check, he checks, and the river's a deuce, I check, and he bets, and it doesn't make any sense to me, Um, it seems like a bluff. The guy that's, you know, on a stake, that plays 2-3, that won all the money, is he finally bluffing? I think he is, and he was. I called with ace high, and he had 8-7, and that's what I thought he had. And then um, I manufactured another pot, I just floated with air, took it away on the turn, and then um, I have... I'm up to like 15, almost, I have 16,000 in front of me. Holy shit, Uh, I'm I'm running it back up from 2,400. And I'm going to straddle for 500. Let's just fucking, let's go. Straddle for five fucking hundred dollars. And before I can look at my cards, DK raises to 1,000 and Shrimp goes all in for 1,500 and change. I look down at Cowboys, my third pocket pair. The second best starting hand. Uh, DK had had 10K to start the hand. That's 20 big blinds. I go to 3K, and he jams. I call, he has aces. And Shrimp has king-queen suited. So it's one of my outs. Shrimp wins the main pot by making a flush. Danny flop top set. I was dead. Um, yeah, I, I lose the 20K pot. Kings to aces after shelling for five hundred. That's not running hot. That whole that whole session is not. Um, I played sixty percent of hands. I guess I was gone a lot, but I still had sixty percent VPIP. I lost fourteen thousand four hundred. Yeah, I was tilted about how I ran, but also how slow the game was going. And then, as mentioned, other stuff that's that grates on me that I try and I try and put in a container, if you will, or you know, I try and just uh, be above it. But but when when I run bad, it comes out. And, you know, it, it sucks being broke. You know what sucks worse than being broke? Being broke for seven years. And, yeah, I won 15K last session. Lose 14.4 here. But I'm, I'm in the midst of, like, a 100K downswing. It's all normal for these stakes and the way I play. And I, I play... I play this style because this is a social style to play. It's a way to play if you're better than your opponents, well, give them a chance by playing a bunch of hands and drinking beers and shit. But I'm still a favorite, but not if I if I if I get it in 90-10 twice, I chop once and lose the other. Uh, I get it in as a 2 to 1 favorite twice, I lose one, win the other. And then when I straddle for 500 and, you know, turn it into 20 big blinds effective, I get kings, and up against aces, now yeah, I'm fucked. And I was. I was not happy at all. But, yeah, it's okay. Let's check my 2024 goals. Just like last year, I have numbers as goals. Uh, this time it's 60-120-240, right? Uh, you know, 60-120-240. I want to win 60% of my sessions on stage because there is there are two corporations that back me. One of them just has a piece of my action all the time. And the other one just has a piece of my action when I play on stream. Well, I guess they both do. But anyways, it it doesn't matter the details of that. It's for certain people that are signed up at Patreon at, at a nice tier. They, they get to have a piece of me w- with no markup. And I'm a big favorite. But, you know, I've only won three out of six sessions this year. That's 50%. The goal is 60%. It's not super lofty, but... I just want to make sure I'm focused on winning uh, when I'm on stage for for the Patrons and for my comeback. Um, 120 is the second number. I want to have 120K debt by the end of the year. It was well over a quarter million seven years ago. It stayed that way until 2022. And it got down to like a little over 100K. And then 2023 was not a great year, it went back up to 192. 0.275, 0.275, and that's where it is now. So I have to shave off seventy-three thousand. And I can do if I go on a heater, I could get rid of all this debt. But I'm trying to set goals that are attainable. And this is the opposite of a heater. When when you're always having to make fucking hero calls with Ace High to win pots, or you know, it's never easy. It's never the coolers that that everyone else is having, and that's running bad. And so my debt's still hefty. And then the third one. Is weight a weight goal? I weighed my most ever going into two thousand twenty-three. The end of that year sucked. That Jack Four shit really fucked me up. People throwing me under the bus, and you know, people that considered friends doing it, and just all the hate and the my name being associated with cheaters, scumbags, scam. I'm the opposite of that shit. I'm. I try to not be self-destructive, which means at my best, I'm selfless, and I wouldn't cheat anyone out of shit. But that fucked me up. And in all ways, couldn't sleep, eating habits, everything. And I went into 2023, that like my heaviest ever. And then again into 2024, my heaviest ever. And uh, I want to get down to 240 pounds. I weighed myself before this, 257.2. So actually a couple pounds lower than last week. I guess that's, that's a positive. And as always, this podcast just tells the story as I see it. Through my fucking Ray-Bans.